the bread and butter pickle. Oh. Because you think, I like bread and butter. It has nothing to do with any of that. Nope. Nothing. It's the name is deceptive. False advertising. The flavor is horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Why know do they mess with these things? I don't know. I Give us the dang dill pickle. Dill pickle and be done. Yes. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, a beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome back to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And I'm ready for this IPA. Oh, oh man. Okay, so mm-hmm. deep, deep down, we had fun with the seltzers and the natter days and the whatevers and the brunch beers and yeah. the stuff like that. Even the mainstream ones. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun over the past few weeks, but now we are jumping headfirst back into craft beer. Uh, Lua Brewing and Toppling Goliath did a collab called Waking Up the Sun. It's a... TDH double IPA. Triple dry hop. Triple T- dry hop. TDH. Double IPA. I, I don't expect anything less from Toppling Goliath, quite honestly. And Hops, yeah. Yeah. Hazy stuff. So, I've never even heard of Lua, so I'm, I'm excited for this one. I feel like I have, but maybe it's just because it's been on the schedule forever. Where so, did we get this beer? So this beer comes to us courtesy of Paul Ernat, oh. who Diane Ernat's husband, yeah, uh, craft beer guy. Who craft beer? Maybe over the past couple of years, maybe. I I don't know. It's I I have kind of recently befriended him on Untapped, uh-huh. so I get to kind of see what he's up to. Uh, he and I went to there was a Topling Goliath takeover at. Um, uh, the Blatt here in in oh yeah not may, eh, a couple months back. Uh, he and I went together. He brought his neighbor who was younger than him, and his neighbor was all in. But that's when he gave me this, and uh, so he went to Lua and uh, went for the first time and fell in love with them, and then uh, went back a couple of times and ended up with like six of these. Oh, hmm. nice. Uh, yeah, and he loved them. But he goes, you know what? By the fourth one, you're like, oh, okay, maybe I want to move on to something different. Oh, so and they well, said I'd be happy something different, yeah. to be your move-on partner with yes, this one. I'll so. help you unload one of these. <laughs> yeah, waking up the sun. Hey, let's. Uh, oh my gosh, that smells like a IPA all day long. Like it's just piney and. Yeah, well, I've been waiting for this. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like this one a lot. Yeah. Hmm. I, mm. I like it too. It's even got a, just got a little bit of grassiness at the end, mm-hmm. which I is like. That, is that what that is? I mean, uh, to me, that's what it tastes like. Mm. Hops. There's actual mm. hops involved here. They're, they didn't just like. Well, set it's it. triple dry hopped, so we should be getting some of that flavor. Man, I guess. Holy cow. Mmm. So in the notes for this episode, mm-hmm. um, what is it? What's the beer called? Waking up in the sun. Oh, I thought it was waking up the yeah, sun. Yeah, I thought it was waking called up. waking up the sun. Mm. And I was like, I had this whole 
thing of research done. I was like, this is going to be so great. Okay. And then I looked closer online because I couldn't find that beer title. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's Waking Up in the Sun. Tear up that old research. Out. Get some new research in. So mm. here we go. Here's what I got. But I am going to do some toppling stuff. Okay. Not just like uh, brewery, you know, the stuff I, I'm sure you've got. I wanted to go through. They had a uh, FAQ section. Huh. I did very little toppling. Okay. So. so I have a little bit of this. Okay. Um, food in the tap room. Yeah. You mm. can bring the food, all that good stuff. Okay. Wait, you bring your own food? I think they have like a, they have. Or they have food, food there. there. Oh, mm. okay. I'm just hungry. Um, <laughs> not pet friendly inside the brewery. What? Yeah, or the tap room. Really? But okay on the patio. Okay. Hmm. All right. So they've. I guess made their line in the in the sand there. Whatever, but uh, you can still bring them. Just got to leave them on the patio. There they, must have been some bad experiences there. You they, know what? That's the by my house is pint nine, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. they have the same. Like they were so like your dog could pour you a beer at pint nine two years ago. I think yeah, like, that was fine. And now they're like, eh, make sure they're on a leash. Mm. That's our rule. Just mm. leash them. Okay. Okay. They will fill any growler. Oh, which is an oh, Iowa thing, I think, because wow. in Nebraska, you cannot do that. No, most places you cannot do that. No, you roll up with any growler. It doesn't to toppling. Even, it, it doesn't does, have to be theirs. It doesn't have to be anything. Really? Huh. Huh. And they will fill it for you. Because in Nebraska, like it doesn't even need to be like alcoholic. Like I almost didn't have a kombucha vendor fill one of my other kombucha. You're lucky for that to Growlers, happen because yeah. most of the places well it's a it's a law here it's a right. liquor thing right mm. but there you can bring whatever you want and they will fill it up nice um they uh, have brewery tours on saturdays at three o'clock that's the only time they do them you have to get a ticket ahead of time okay and then i was of course looking at their merchandise oh, well, as duh. you do well yeah and they had a lot of like tin tack signs and mm. posters of some you know um not art not bottle art or can art but like related to their beers Mm -hmm. so like some artistic license was taken and this one caught my eye one of their beers is like pseudo sue and king sue right so they have a almost a collaboration with the field museum in chicago it's an actual club isn't it i mean that's like the real is the name mm -hmm. of that t-rex of the t-rex yes um the poster title is i hear rem thank you Whatever that song, everybody hurts. I'm getting it right there. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, thanks, Sue, for being a friend. Aww. And it's four Sues sitting around a table with wigs. And it's just like the Golden <laughs> okay. Girls. And I probably am in love with that poster. Why don't you get that? I might have to. I think you I don't should. know where I would put it. Mm. Who I cares? I, you know, I'll just put it above my bed on the ceiling. I'm sure your wife would love <laughs> she that. Would, yeah, she's used to my yeah. Golden Girls obsession. But sure. um, that's what I got for us for toppling other than they have like a big new production <laughs> facility and uh, a ton of different styles of beer they got a lot of ipas yep. that's kind of what they're known for stouts some of those sours they have like dragon fandango a couple different oh, versions of that yes um, which is just pink is craziness yeah I mean, it's 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 interesting it's like hibiscus on steroids mm-hmm. it's almost like like a fruit juice or what do you call that? Hawaiian punch. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like that. So as I was doing my research this morning on uh, uh, on toppling, I found out, and I think I knew this anyway, that that breakfast brunch stout or whatever they oh, yeah. call it is yeah. the it has been the number one beer in the country since like 2015. Yeah, that's one of those that I think Aaron Daly's had before, been involved with. Oh, so I talked to him about it because he oh, came okay. in before you guys did, and and I thought just and naive, super naive. I thought, well, 
I, I want to get this. I want to get this. Yeah. I want to try this now. Because uh-huh. we've never done a Toppling Goliath beer. We get them here. Pseudo Sue, King Sue, like their IPAs are off the charts good. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, we need to do the number one beer for the past six years or whatever. Yeah. He's like, good luck. Like $600 a bottle. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable how much you got to you gotta go there when on the release date. You got to buy a ticket. Maybe your number gets called. Yeah, it's like a lottery. You don't, you're not even guaranteed to get one. Yep. People just like camp out overnight for this. Yes. It's a hundred dollar, a hundred dollars per bottle. Yeah. To buy it at the brewery. Jeez. And then he said twice now he's gone there, done it, won the lottery, and had it sold in the parking lot. By the time he got to the parking lot for seven hundred dollars. So yeah. oh my God. they have another one that's just called like Morning Stout or whatever. Morning Delight. Yeah, Morning Delight. I bought one of those off Aaron because he got a four pack one time. Mm. I bought one bottle and he graciously threw in the glass, which he, <laughs> he didn't have to do, but he did. I think I spent 80 bucks and that was just wow. to get, he just wanted to get rid of some of them. I think Dolan might that's have. That's the most expensive beer I ever bought. $80 for like a that's unbelievable. 14 ounce bottle. Well, that was the one that he won, right? Mm-hmm. In the little case, and mm-hmm. he had, I don't know, it was like golden on the top or whatever. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But yeah, he ended up winning one of only... Yeah, probably. He, he's very lucky with those beer I guess. raffle yeah. things. I but, think that was one of the one of the most expensive pours I've ever, ever had. Dolan mm-hmm. might have been with me at, at uh, Cunningham's over here. Oh, Morning Delight was on tap. Dang. Four ounce pour was ten dollars. Four ounce? That's a taste. Like less than four a ounce. Taster. Yes. It's less than this. I'm like, okay, well, I need to know what this is. Yeah. Like, and what'd you to, think? It was good. I think it was I, probably four seven five. I mean, it was yeah. good. Ten dollars for four ounces. Yeah. Wow. I did more research on Lua than I did Toppling because okay. I thought at some point we're going to do Toppling Goliath. We're going to yeah. do King Sue, 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 something, something like, that, like that, yeah. which we should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lua is located at 1525 High Street in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, I, I wonder where that is. I have no idea. It's in the, this is awesome, uh, Historic Sherman Hills District. Mm. And they label themselves as Historic Sherman Hills Oldest Craft Brewery. But they opened in 2019. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're OGs around here. There's never been another craft brewery in Sherman Hills, so there you go. Huh. Uh, closed on Monday, as all good breweries should. Tuesday through Thursday, 3 to 10. Friday and Saturday, 11 to 11. Sunday, 11 to 8. Uh, Lua was born when Scott and Whitney Selix, S E L I X, met while working together at a craft beer, a craft beer bar. Uh, they home brewed together for a decade before they decided. You should do this on Dude, our own. I'll tell you what, Des Moines, if you're in the area, that's a good weekend trip mm-hmm. for craft beer. It's everywhere. So many breweries and really cool beer bars. Like yep. it's legit. A friend of mine, a friend of an old friend of mine, uh, just posted he was at El Bait Shop. Oh yeah. Downtown. That's which got like hundreds was, of taps. He was overwhelmed. He was like, This place is unbelievable. There's even one that might be better than that. It's like the Iowa tap room or whatever. Right down the street. Yep. Yes. Yeah. You can Walk or Uber very easily. And then you could go watch the Iowa Cubs play. Like, it's right by yeah. that. Like, it's yeah, right it's by that Principal area. Park. Hmm. So, uh, so after a decade of brewing together, uh, they decided they were going to try it on their own. Uh, they found a brewer. He was the former lead brewer at Forager Brewing in Rochester. And I don't think we've never done a Forager no. beer. And I don't 
know if Rochester, we, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, hmm. we've I've heard of them. I know they're they're slightly harder to get. We don't get distribution yeah. here. I think it'd be fun to do one of those. Uh, Zach Dunbar was his name, and they uh, talked him into doing this with them. So the three of them opened Lua in November of 2019. So unfortunate, right? Growing right into COVID, they they uh, they probably didn't have the easiest time. Yeah, you know, with that. So. Uh, but the Sherman Hills location I thought was interesting. I did a little research behind where, what, what's the Sherman okay. Hills thing in Des Moines? Because, yeah. I mean, it's close. It's two and a half hours yeah. from us. And so Sherman Hills is the oldest neighborhood in Des Moines. It was started in 1850 by a guy named Hoyt Sherman. Hoyt. Dang. It's got to be by the river then. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus, I just think the name Hoyt is cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool you don't see that no more. No. Uh-uh. Uh, he was the first postmaster of Des Moines, and he bought five acres of land on 15th, what is now 15th and Woodland Avenue. So, no idea. I would mm. assume, you're probably right. It's probably right down by the river. Yeah. So, uh, as Des Moines grew into the 1900s, apartment living became widely accepted as a way to circumvent the housing costs in the city. So, even in the 1900s, I guess there huh. was apartments. I didn't know that. Um, the Lexington Apartments, which are located at 17th and Pleasant Street, not too far, were constructed in 1906. Uh, it was the first high-rise in Des Moines, and that was five stories. Yeah. So, well, five stories, right? In 1906. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Wow. Uh, by the end of World War II, the uh, Sherman Hills location had fallen in disrepair, unfortunately. Like, as, mm. as any of those neighborhoods go, right, there's a boom, and then there's a bust, and then yeah. there's a revitalization uh, 1960s was the first phase of Interstate 235, which curves around there in, oh, yep. in Des Moines. Uh, Sherman Hills was uh, spared from demolition because of that. Otherwise, it was... Going to get tore down, huh? It would have looked a little bit different, I think, if hmm. that hadn't happened like that. So, uh, at the same time, the city was implementing a wide-sweeping urban renewal project that uh, eliminated uh, slum and blight. So, this was... Uh, so Parts of this were, yeah. Yeah, weren't, weren't cleaning so, it up uh, the town. They weren't so great anymore. Nineteen uh, seventies, the uh, they officially adopted the name of Sherman Hills. Uh, in nineteen seventy seven, the residents banded together and formed the Sherman Hill Association. Uh, the newly formed neighborhood association was created with the purpose of restoring the quality of life and historic character of the neighborhood. Hmm. So it's, it 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 took them a while, but yeah. they kind of got the neighborhood back. Nineteen eighty two. They were added to the National Register of Historic Places. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, that's so that protects buildings. And, yep. Right? 1993, the Sherman Hills Association was officially recognized as a neighborhood association in the city of Des Moines. In 1999, the neighborhood completed its first Sherman Hills Neighborhood Action Plan as part of the revitalization project. So it is one of those kind of reborn areas of Des Moines mm. now. And so that's, we get our first... Uh, or first and only brewery here. Yeah, so. the, the OG <laughs> from 2019. <laughs> I just as a hist, I love history, yeah. and some of the pictures as I was going through this were fantastic. Like they were, they were beautiful. Des Moines has their Capitol building is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, that thing is awesome. You can see it from a long ways away. That gold gilded dome. Uh, the there's like a nice. Like uh, art walk area down there. There's um, Exile Brewing, uh, which is kind of in the same area of El Bait Shop and stuff downtown. Uh, and then you can walk from there, and there's a couple other spots that you can hit. 
Um, just a, just a fun place to be for a weekend for sure. Um, that's the first time, probably the only time I've had Chinese food and pizza at the same time huh. at Fong's pizza. What? Yeah. In the, Fong's oh pizza. dude, you got to go. What? They Did have they make Chinese food pizzas. Yes. It's like, oh, okay. um, crab rangoon pizza, right? Beef and broccoli pizza, whatever your American style Chinese food is, it's on a mm. pizza and it's really? legit and it's, you got to wait. It's a tiny spot. There's like 15 tables. It's been in, it's an older building downtown, um, pretty close to the bait shop and the Iowa tap room yep. in that part of town. Yep. Um, but yeah, just like beef and broccoli pizza. No way. It's <sighs> so good. So good. Wow. I've seen one other place, I think in Nebraska, starting to make Chinese food pizza, but that's the only one I'd ever heard of before. And it's, it's legendary. And it's like an old, uh, it used to be like a laundromat and then they turned it <laughs> and you could go in there and do laundry and then get pizza for a long time. And then they expand, they got rid of that and expanded just so you could have a little bit more places yeah. to sit down. Mm. And they're also really known for like their cocktails. Oh. So you can get like, it's almost like a tiki bar feel in that place oh. okay. with Chinese food pizzas. Interesting. It, it's a weird thing, but it's super good. <laughs> and if you're in Des Moines, you got to check it out. I get wow. I've had Crab Rangoon pizza yeah. and I love it. So I think it's the take and bake place might have one. What's mm. that place? Papa Murphy's? Papa Murphy's. Yeah. They might yeah. have something like that, but this, this is way better. It's legit. And wow. it's a, like a dive bar feel. It's just a, it's a good time. It's like a good Friday night in Des Moines. Weird. Hmm. All right. Well, check it out. I think those words that just came out of your mouth right now, I don't want to disparage Des Moines at all. I don't, but you wouldn't think like Des Moines would be a place to go for something like that, right? You wouldn't, but a good Friday night. But there's so much to do now. So much to do. That's like an LA thing, right? All the fusion restaurants there. Yeah, this is definite predating a lot of that stuff (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Um, here's what I have for Lua. I just wrote down a couple of things. Mm-hmm. They have, a, I think it's a beer. I forgot my notes, but it's it's called Tacos and Hash. Oh. I think it's like a Mexican lager, but it might have some hops in it. Okay. You can buy Natterdays there. Oh. And or the pineapple version for $5.05 for a tall boy can. Okay. And they have a drink there called the Ferrari Backpack. Uh, so I don't know what that involves, but it sounds fancy. I would order that just because of the name. Yep. For okay. sure. Oh, I got the bottom. Look at that. Look, it's so just like not see through. It's so murky and yeah. Okay, well, what I w- had planned to do is I was trying to keep that summer vibe going with some tunes. I thought we were doing a beer called Waking Up the Sun. Mm-hmm. I was like, that sounds a lot like Wake Waiting for the Sun. By the, the doors. Jayhawks. Well, the Doors, oh, too. Okay. But yeah, Jayhawks have a well, song like that. Yes, yes. And then I was like, oh, that's not the right one. So here we go. Mm-hmm. We're doing something close. Okay. Because uh, this song is probably, it is more popular than the one I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Katrina and the Waves, Walking on Sunshine. You know this song? Oh, I do. 1983. I would never have guessed the name of that band. British band, I think. Uh, the first 
version of that song came out in 1983. Then they did like a re-recorded version in 85. It comes out on their self-titled album, Katrina and the Waves, and it becomes a hit. Kind of like a one-hit wonder. It hit number four in Australia, number nine in the U.S., and number eight in the U.K. Um, But it became very financially, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but it was like big-time uh, advertising song. Oh, yes. And everything. Yeah. So the royalties were off the chain, as the kids say, hmm. or they did 10 years ago. <laughs> they still say that, Dolan? Do they know? Uh, they don't say that anymore. No. Yeah. Off the hook. It's off the hook now. Okay. Um, Kimberly Rue, which is the guitar player, he wrote the song. And he? Yeah. Okay. And for some reason, they decided to split the royalties and the songwriting credits evenly, even though he was the one that did it because he brought it to the band, I guess which the rest of the band members are very happy for because the thing is worth a lot of money. Um, they get one hundred fifty to $200,000 per use of the song what? So in a commercial, right? What? Yeah. And it makes, on average, a million dollars a year just for advertising. Now? Yes. Still? Since 2010. Ridiculous. So just between ads and just being on radio stations or whatnot, they <sighs> make a million dollars just for that one song per year. And they, everybody else in the band gets to split that money because <laughs> this dude wrote, wrote the song. They get the what's left over. Um, in 2005, it was the 20th anniversary of the album coming out and the song. Mm-hmm. But then there also happened to be this big thing called Hurricane Katrina. Right. So it was like, Ugh. and then um, they were like kind of worried about that name being associated with something so devastating. And right. So they kind of had a, a big media presence to kind of dispel any bad vibes and said, okay, we'll We've donate some of this money, sure. do all this stuff that we want to do. Um, and then in 2015, which is the 30th anniversary, um, BMG, you know that name, mm-hmm. yep. it's a record label still, they bought the catalog and the song uh, for 10 million pounds, British money. Okay. So they, I guess, now have the rights to that song, not the old re- record label, but oh. this new one does. So they purchased it for that. Uh, in 1996, our friend Dolly Parton recorded a version of the song. Really? It was on her covers album called Treasures. And then in 1999, she had a dance remix made. A dance remix. Yeah. Because if Dolly knows anything, she knows how to remix a <laughs> dance track. But So that was there. And then this one. This is more Dolan's time frame. Okay. Allie and AJ. <laughs> oh my gosh. Released yeah. in 2005. Okay? It's yeah. used to promote the movie, the blockbuster movie, mm. Herbie Fully Loaded. Yes, yes. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, Justin Lindsay Long. Lohan, yep. Yeah. It's on the soundtrack. The song was edited down. It's not a long song, but their version is a minute 55. Oh, wow. I mean, that's like 1950s pop song. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's, it's basically gone. It's like a Ramon song. And then, it's funny you say that. In 2010, the song is in a movie called Ramona and Beezus. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And then 2011, it's in a movie called Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Oh, my gosh. A high school musical. There you go. That's where Sharpay comes from. Oh. So... That's what I have on that. 
<laughs> did you think we were going to hit Allie and AJ no. today? No. I, I Me did neither. not. Wow. I just, yeah. I, I was thinking either we would go with the Jayhawks or the Doors, one of the two. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I thought too. So Herbie Foley Loaded, I've probably seen that movie a hundred times. Wow. We owned wow. it and it was like, it was one of my favorites. Not going to lie. Yeah. Hmm. I've, I've seen it zero times. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, okay, so I probably saw Herbie Goes Bananas. Oh yeah, like a of thousand course. times. Oh yeah, right. I mean, that I was saw that in theaters at the drive-in. Cloris Leachman's in that. Yeah, as yeah. and then once VHS came out. Oh yeah, like we're going and revisiting all those that we watched, right? And so Ocho, remember that's what he called the. That's car? right, Ocho, Ocho. <laughs> Hey, Ocho. See, so, I mean, it's just a generational thing. That's all yeah. it is. Who yeah. would have ever thought that Herbie would have gone generational? One day, a couple months ago, my wife was working on the weekend, and me and my son watched all the original Herbie movies. Oh, my goodness. Four in a row. Mm. Oh, geez. And he liked that one the best, mostly because of the bananas at the end. Bananas, yeah. Everybody's yeah. slipping and sliding. and yep. Yeah, the whole big gold disc. and Yeah, oh, yeah. It's just good stuff. Slapstick comedy with a car. Can't beat it. Can't <laughs> beat it. Okay, so how far do you think Toppling Goliath in Decorah, Iowa is from the Sherman Hills neighborhood in Des Moines? So I looked this up because I'm not Well, from what I understand familiar. about Decorah... Aaron Daly tells me it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. That's exactly like true. you have to go there on purpose. You're not yes. just driving by. It's closer to Minnesota than it is mm-hmm. to us for sure. Yep. Um, two hours, three hours and twenty minutes apart. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It is. That's a long. It's a ways. Is I mean, Iowa that big? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes a long time to drive across Nebraska. It does. It takes like twenty minutes to get across Rhode Island I, or something, <laughs> Delaware. I, mean, I can make it to Kansas City from Omaha faster than I could make it from Decorah to yeah. Des Moines. Yeah, Decorah is like legit, you're on some back roads mm-hmm. sort of situation. Yep. Hmm. I did write down, and, and we'll hit this more when we finally do Toppling Goliath as you know, just one of their beers. They distribute in 30 states now, and uh, they have 40 beers that rotate throughout the year. 40? 40. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's... Boy, I remember... Like driving to Council Bluffs and filling up the car with top of the beers, man. <laughs> that was a long time ago. You don't have to do that no more. Right. Okay, so TripAdvisor. We'll do Lua first. Uh, okay. And I put a little sad face here. Four out of five on six reviews. There's only six reviews. Well, it wasn't open. Mm. Right? COVID, man. Uh, but I did grab one of their reviews. Great atmosphere, great beer, great service, great food. What else could you want? It's a go-to stop anytime we are in Des Moines. Huh. I like on their, next to the recycling image, it says, for good karma. Oh. So just recycle this, So please. recycle for yeah. good karma. Uh, Toppling Goliath, 4.5 4. out of 5 on 149 reviews. Uh, this one is this one's a little more fun. You may not like this much so, oh, okay. so, much, so much, but this is why I clipped this one out. All right. Uh, the brewery's huge. What a great place. The atmosphere is wonderful. They have an amazing gift shop. My husband and I love to buy T-shirts and stickers from different breweries, and this one did not disappoint. Beers were tasty. Although I was not a huge fan of the pizza. Oh, man. Yeah. But here's the thing. It went on to say, we ordered the bacon cheeseburger pizza. 
mistake. Yeah, probably had mustard on it. Probably. Disgusting. That's, <laughs> that was their, that was their <laughs> downfall. The crust was delicious, but not much bacon on it. And the giant sweet pickles, which was probably our fault for not reading the description. Yeah. I'm sure the rest of the pizzas were probably delicious. Just a bad ordering choice on our part. I would definitely go back. Okay. Mm. I got problems with that. First of all, you're rating the pizza bad because you didn't read the description. Yes. And you made poor choices, and then you're rating it wrong? And like, oh, this wasn't very good, even though I'm admitting I made mistakes. To their credit, Mm. they gave them a five out of five on on the review. That's fair. But read the description, man. You don't want sweet pickles on a pizza? No, you don't want sweet pickles at all. No, right. Just the only sweet pickles that are worth it? The book series. Do you remember those? No. No. Sweet pickles? In the 80s. Oh, no. Smart moms know how kids will grow. Sweet pickles. It was like a <laughs> uh, subscription book thing, and it had every letter in the alphabet had an animal tied to it. So it was like Arnie the alligator, and he had a story. And you could check him out from a local kid's library, at least at my school you could. Huh. But it was a commercial. Same with the zoo card. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do remember those. With the kid with the safari hat on. Mm-hmm. It was like the same sort of deal. So sweet pickles, check it out. Awesome. Uh, not on a pizza though. Not on not pizza. Great. Not great. <laughs> or on a bur- on a bacon cheeseburger. Or anywhere. Just anywhere. <laughs> no. Get rid of the sweet pickles. If somebody gave me a bacon cheeseburger with sweet pickles, no, no. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta send it back because once you take them off, it's still sweet pickle residue on go. the bun. No. <laughs> Let me tell you what is confusing about pickles though: the bread and butter pickle. Oh. Because you think I like bread and butter. It has nothing to do with any of that. Nope. Nothing. It's uh, the name is deceptive. False advertising. The flavor is horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Why know do they mess with these things? I don't know. I just, Give us the dang dill pickle. Dill pickle and be done. Yes. Uh, untapped. I'm all fired up, man. <laughs> Look at Brian's mad. I told you the pizza thing would make you angry. Yeah, it was more the pickle, but I yeah, like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Untapped. Only 722 check-ins. I, and four of those were Paul. Yeah, well, that that is absolutely true. He actually, I uh, will go look at Untapped. Oh, yeah, let's I see think what he, he says. I think he gave it a pretty high rating because he really liked it. Yeah. Um, he was super high on this one. I'm this just, is the perfect, like, single serve size. Yeah. You know, like, this is a mm-hmm. pint and a little bit more. Right. I'm I would, just going to say, like I I like this more than Pseudo Sue. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Personally, so, well, it's a little hoppier, which is weird. That's you. weird because I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm getting more of a. I'm not getting as much hops. Okay. Yeah. So his comment four and a half out of five. This was his. Uh, his and this was his comment. This is just. This is one of the best IPAs I've ever had. Lua made this jointly with Toppling Goliath, and it's incredible. Similar to Fairy Nectar DDH. Hmm. I guess kind of in a way it is similar. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, four and a, he rated it a four and a half. So seven hundred twenty-two check-ins. Where do you think we fall? Four, three, four. Whoa! Mm. Say three point eight nine. Four two nine. Oh, Whoa. so close! Wow, really close! Wow, I was not surprised when I looked this up. I was not surprised by that. You're looking for it. You're deliberate about it. It's in, yeah. it. It is a craft beer, guys. Beer. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, this is not an entryway beer. No, not one bit. Hmm. Mm-mm. <sighs> That's so, not, so weird. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm not surprised by it at all. Yeah, that at was really all. good. But after he said after four bottles of this, he had tired of it, and so that's how we ended up with one. I'm glad he got tired of it. I am too. <laughs> so we I, could try it. I totally am too. All right. 
we are going metal next week. Rock and roll. We, oh, uh, whoops, I was hanging loose there. There we go. <laughs> well, I mean, you can rock and roll and go metal like that, too, I and, guess. Yeah. Uh, Dolan brought back a... How do you say the name of this brewery? Is it True? It's just True, but it's spelled with a V because yeah. it's metal. I guess. They're so metal. <laughs> Everything about them is metal, so we're going to talk about metal music and... You might think so. Oh. Oh. I'm going to. Spoilers. He's going to go with the band Churches. I feel it. Oh, probably with the V. <laughs> oh. I hadn't even thought of that. All right. We're going back to Colorado next week for that, for a black lager. Black lager. Black yeah. lager. Schwarz beer, maybe? Schwarz beer. Yeah. Our first black lager? Uh, maybe. Yes. I yep. would I would never, ever, I, well, I say this, I wouldn't order it. I don't know. It would scare me off, maybe. Mm-hmm. I would stick to the other ones. But I'm excited to have this one next week from a metal brewery in uh, in Denver, Colorado. So. Okay. Well, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.